This is ESPN Radio. It is ESPN Radio this morning, along with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and ESPNU. We're getting closer and closer in the NFL season, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, dudes and dudettes. 17 days wait for the Kansas City Chiefs kick off the season against the Detroit Lions, which means we get closer and closer to Herm Edwards' time. Joining us in studio, ESPN NFL analyst, played in the league and also coaching the league. Before we get to that, yes, sir. you know that city of Philadelphia. Oh, boy. You were in the studio when Harry Douglas <laughs> went off on tall in Tennessee who blamed the media. What's going on between James Harden and the 76ers? Ooh. Who is the real villain? Is it James Harden or is it the 76ers who bring it in, James Harden? <laughs> well, I think they knew exactly who they were getting. And, and the GM has been with James for, what, now three teams? It's a shame it's gotten to this. Uh, as we all know, James Harden is, is quite the talent. Um, but the problem is when you're that talented and you continue to get in big games and big moments, mm-hmm. you got to show up. I mean, and that's part of it. It reminds me of that team that um, we used to play against all the time. Oh, Your favorite go. team, right? Here we go. Um, the, those Dallas Cowboys. Didn't even take a minute, Harry. And, uh, <laughs> Already just, shooting uh, his strays at me. There's some correlation there. We won't, we <laughs> won't not go lying. there. No, you're not lying, by the way. Well, there's some correlation. You're and, not and, wrong and, for saying it. And, and, and in Philly, I know I was there for almost 10 seasons. Um, those fans expect a lot out of the Sixers, and rightly so. They have a fantastic basketball team. But uh, when you get in the playoffs, and any star knows this, you got to play big in the playoffs. And all of them have done it. And, and that's part of the deal. And when you don't, you got to live with it. And they're going to blame the stars. That's what that, you know, right. that, the stars got to show up, right? In big moments, in big games, in the National Football League, quarterback got to show up. That's, that's part of the deal, man. That goes along with it. So we'll see how this thing ends. I, hopefully, it ends good for both parties. Right. And Freddie, I, th- I think I like what you said though because you can't have like a forty-plus point game, and then next thing you know, you're having nine and ten points in in other games. Absolutely. Like, and I understand um, that was a big boost in you getting a series lead or whatnot. Uh, but when the stage is the brightest, when the stage is the biggest, it's one of the reasons why you get compensated the way you get compensated, right? To show up and be that guy in certain moments. And when it comes to James Harden, back-to-back years, we've seen it in Houston on multiple of occasions, back-to-back years with the Philadelphia 76ers. See, we keep talking about games six and seven from last year. I'm going to bring up games five and six from the previous year. And one of those games, which he didn't even act like he wanted to be on the court at a certain point, in a, t- a time frame in that game. So when, when, when the moment arises, you have to rise above the moment. That's why you are paid the way you're paid. And if you want to be treated as such, that means you have to show up as such. And, and you make a great point. In, in basketball, I've always said this. Um, great players, um, when the moment comes where they got to take the shot, they take the shot. And, and a guy that's passed away much too early, with, with a guy reminds me of Kobe Bryant, right? right? Yep. Everyone knew when you watched the Lakers, if it was the shot to, to win – Kobe Bryant was going to get the ball. <laughs> he wasn't going to say, well, I got, you know, they, they picked me. I, I couldn't get around the pick. No, 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 no. It doesn't matter. He's going to get the ball and he's going to shoot it, right? I mean, that's just part of the deal, man. That's right. And, 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 you know, sometimes you hit him, sometimes you don't. Right. But the fact is that I'm going to take the shot. And everybody understands that, right? Great quarterbacks in the moment, the last possession, I got to take my team down the field. They want the ball, right? right? Yeah. Wide receivers, Throw me the ball. Right, I'm right? open. I'm open, man. 
You, you throw it to me. I don't care if they double cover me. Just throw it to me. I'm going to catch the ball. That's part. Of, that's what makes sports so great. The great players, when the light is the brightest, they run to the light. They don't run to the dark. They run to the light. They don't run to the shadows. They go, I want to be in the light. I want this. Right. Grace of Herm Edwards in studio, ESPN NFL analyst, joining Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas on ESPN Radio. And you mentioned quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm. A lot of people banging on Josh Allen after what happened last year. Buffalo didn't handle being the hunted well. They're used to being the hunter. Also, the DeMar Hamlin situation, that would have wrecked a lot of teams. I firmly believe that because they're not on the radar, Herm, that that could be a better thing for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. What do you think? You could look at it that way. I look at it in multiple ways. Um, this is a quarterback in the last three seasons has thrown, what, 35 touchdown passes. He's a fabulous player. There's no doubt about it. Um, you love the way he plays. He's reckless at times, and you try to, well, don't do that. You know, don't run. And I say it all the time. Protect yourself, man, but he just runs around. He just – he reminds me a lot of John Elway. Okay. Right? Okay. For some of these younger people, they don't know who John Elway is. Go Google him. Google him. Go, yeah. go, go, yeah. And you're but welcome. The strong arm, runs around, powerful guy. That's a great description. Um, yep. But the problem is when you think about the Buffalo Bills, and I was in this era coaching, they kept getting to the big game and couldn't finish it. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Remember four, the Buffalo four, four Bills? Four falls of Buffalo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, this team is a team that they get into the playoffs. And remember this now. Josh Allen, in the last playoff game, he didn't throw a touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. First preseason game, he didn't throw a touchdown pass. I'm not saying that's, that's Josh Allen. I'm not saying that. Right. But all of a sudden, this team seems to get in the playoffs and just can't find a way to get over that hump. Last year, the defense. As good as they were during the season, in the playoffs, not so much, right? I mean, so there's a lot of ways you can look at it. Are they going to be a divisional favorite? Yes. Uh, in a g- good division now, all of a sudden they got Aaron Rodgers, right? Mm-hmm. The Jets have Aaron Rodgers. They have hope. If Tua can stay healthy, this might be the fastest offense in the National Football League. No doubt. With a-Chain, that little running back they got, did you watch him? How fast he is? <laughs> yes, they, 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 is. They, they're yeah. so fast. We, we know about Hill. We know about Waddle. But, I mean, they are so fast. When you watch them, you go, who's going to cover these guys? And that's on grass. Can you imagine how fast they are on turf? Oh, God, no. Yeah. So, th- this is a team where you sit there and you go, you better look out. You better watch out for these Miami Dolphins. So, this division is kind of crowded. You know, um, Mac Jones, he's going to be better. Right? He's going to be better. You think so? Oh, he's going to be better. Okay. He'll be better. I, I'm not saying – I say this. He's not – I don't think he's taking the step, and I just saw it this week, of Daniel Jones. Okay. He was a different quarterback. The, yeah. the offense looked different. I mean, we knew he was athletic, but I think how they're going to use him now, all of a sudden it's like, okay, I get it, right? I mean, there are some quarterbacks in, in the preseason I've watched, and I went, huh, can he pick it? I watched him, I went. Harry Doug said the same thing last hour. I said, yep. oh, my. We know that the Pittsburgh Steelers are always going to kind of hang around, but all of a sudden mm-hmm. now Kenny Pickett looks like one of those guys. He could be a, a 25-touchdown guy right around in there, right? I mean, so there are some teams, quarterbacks in the preseason, I was kind of looking at and going, hmm. They've kind of improved. That, that's going to be fun to watch, right? It's, it's, it's interesting. No and, doubt. Coach, I, I yes, want to sir. go back to the Buffalo Bills yes, for a sir. second because what I've seen from them in their preseason game with their ones out there, especially offensively, mm-hmm. it I'm not going to say I'm worried, but 
I'm a little concerned because it's a few things when I look at this team, right? Number one, Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator. How much better is he going to be able to be in year two? I think when you look at the last, I'll say last year, and I understand he was there the year before and he wasn't the main guy, but the last two years when I looked at this offense, they lost to Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. They lost to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs the last two years. Well, one of the things that both of those teams did well when they had to do it was run the football. Oh. The Buffalo Bills, that's not the case. I'm also a little concerned if Josh Allen 100% trusts his offensive line because we've seen some things come up last season, and I'm looking at this first preseason game, and that offensive line wasn't phenomenal. You had big plays being made down the football field, but what what good is it going to do if they got to come right back because you got that yellow laundry on the football field, right, from yep. penalties? Yep. Uh, so those are a few things that I, I might be a little concerned with when it comes to Buffalo. And Josh Allen, I've seen that they had a third and short, right? So yeah. they ran like a Z quick out, and yeah. Stephon Diggs had a corner route. And both plays were wide open. Both guys were wide open. But the fact that the offensive line and Josh Allen didn't trust it threw him off a little bit. So now he's scrambling and trying to get it, you know, on the run. You, you make a point uh, with the offensive lines, and, and it's not just Buffalo. There's a lot of teams right now struggling with, with, with having a core of five good offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Jets happen to be another one. Yeah. As much as we love Aaron Rodgers and we think what he's going to do, that's why it's important for Aaron Rodgers to play Absolutely. with that line this week oh, so he right, can yeah. get a feel, right, mm-hmm. of, of what's really going to happen. Point. And, 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 Harry, you know this because you played on offense. When you know you struggle at times with an offensive line, according to who you play, what defense you play, the coordinator has to be on point. He's gotta yep. he's gotta call he's gotta call the game to protect the quarterback. Yep. And how do I protect him? All of a sudden, I might not be able to get five guys out all the time. Right. I might keep the sixth guy in. And if I want to go vertically, I might have to keep seven in to protect my quarterback. I, obviously you gotta move the pocket mm-hmm. or you gotta open the formation, get the ball out quick. Right. There's way you can there's ways you can counter that, but this is where the play caller has to be connected to this is the problem we have. And guess what? There's no more new offensive linemen coming in, guys. No. You got to play with the guys you got. And that's wow. why, the, to me, the preseason is so big because you kind of find out. And there's a lot of teams, Harry, and you mentioned it, that are struggling with offensive linemen. Yep. It's kind of interesting this season. Yeah. You know? and, 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 and the funny thing about it, the Jets, though, is because you don't even have all five of these guys out there right now right. together. Absolutely. Yeah. So moving forward, Nathaniel Hackett. He is in a bind right now because he needs to figure out what is the weakest link on this offensive line yep. so he can game plan accordingly. Yep. But also part of that game plan, too, this is something we used to do, Coach, when, we, when I was in Atlanta. When we knew we was playing a, a top-notch pass rushing team, yep. we starting out in no huddle. We starting out in two-minute offense, and right. we going tempo. That's right. We're not giving those guys a chance to pin their ears back and come sack our quarterback. Now, great point, and you're not allowing them to rotate players in. Exactly. And that's what you got to yeah. do. Keep them, on, keep them there. If you can gas them for about six or seven plays, throw the ball out to the perimeter, make those defensive linemen run, and then don't let them come off the field, now you got a chance. Then you get the running game. Then you gash them a little bit inside because now they're tired. So those are the things that the offensive coordinator has to do. Yeah, it's real quick before we let you go, and to, Harry, to your point, it's amazing how kind of that college influence has really done that in the NFL. Because how much do we hear about tempo, tempo, tempo in college, and now we're starting to see that even more and more to protect the quarterback in the National Football League. Yeah, no doubt. And, and a lot of these coordinators, uh, you're playing with a lot of college players, you know. And these quarterbacks right. now, look, I, I've never seen a league since I've been watching it where they allow the quarterback to run. 
as much as the quarterback runs now. Because Ray Lewis used to say, you do that, we'll hit that out the league. Oh, my God. <laughs> everybody's protecting the quarterback. But you see more athletic quarterbacks running, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Just, you see them taking off. Yeah. And that's a problem. They, they have balanced the playing field where it's 11 on 11 now. Right. the quarterback. Now, yep. that, that you, you, defense always had an extra guy. Right. It was 11 on 10. Yeah, not now anymore. It's 11 on 11. Yeah, not anymore because, believe me, you can no longer hit that out the league Ooh, with, no, like no, Ray no, Lewis no, used no. to say about running quarterbacks <laughs> in the NFL. Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst, is going to hang out with us. We're going to ask him if he's okay. If he was the coach of the New York Jets, mm. would he be okay with Aaron Rodgers playing in the third preseason game after not playing in the first two? He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Herm Edwards sticks around, so you do the same on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is ESPN Radio. Closer and closer to the NFL season, 17 days away. Thank you very much. And we get a chance to have Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst, stick around for another segment because that's good for the show, it's good for the soul, and damn it, it's good for the country. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and also ESPNU. Aaron Rodgers, Herm, is about mm. to do something that he hasn't done since 2018 that is playing an NFL preseason game. You used to be the head coach of this team. You know how star-crossed the Jets franchise is. If you were the head coach now, would you play him in this third preseason game and why, why not? Absolutely. And, and, and I'm a big believer in this, Harry. I mean, Harry and, and you know, that and, – and Harry, you played. Um, even though it's the preseason, the last time I checked, these guys play football for a living. And I understand, you know, you're trying to protect players. I'm big on protecting players. I'm a former player. But when you really watch it, when you watch football, when training camp starts, there's more players that actually get injured in training camp than guys that get injured playing the game of football. And I think somewhere in your mind, a football player knows I play football for a living. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a pitch count for all the players. Your older player, you know, you might play 30 snaps in the preseason. You know, some, but there's a number. And I, and I always felt that way when I was the head coach. I said, look, everyone's going to play. Now, Everyone's going to play the same, but there's a pitch count for guys. Right. Aaron Rodgers hadn't played in a lot of preseason games. He's, he's dated it, right? He's with Green Bay, understood the offense, but now he's in a new place with, with a, a collection of new players. Lazard and Cobb he's used to, right? But the rest of the guys, this offense, they got to feel it. That offensive line needs to feel it. They need mm-hmm. to feel the presence of 
and this is a good game to play in against the Giants because it's more than just a little preseason game. Mm-hmm. This is a heated game. I know. I've, I, I, I worked for the Jets at one time. Uh-huh. <laughs> and when you play this preseason game, it's kind of interesting how both teams get excited about playing inner-city game, Giants against the Jets, you know. But, but I think it's good for Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't have to play a lot of plays, but I think him being in that huddle with these players live, not inter-squad scrimmage, you know, not, not a collective where both teams get together, that's all good, but it's still controlled. Right. This is not controlled. They can actually hit the quarterback now and knock him down. And those offensive linemen need to know that. we got to protect this guy. And Nathaniel Hackett is going to find out a lot about the combination of offensive linemen he's going to have to play to protect mm-hmm. this quarterback. That's more important. Help the play caller now. The play caller is going to learn a lot in this game. Whether it's 10 plays, 15 plays, he's going to learn a lot. Not saying he doesn't already know a lot, but now all of a sudden this is real. This becomes real because they can actually knock the quarterback down. No one's going to blow the whistle and go, no, 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 you can't hit him. He's wearing the red jersey. No, 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 no. They can hit the quarterback. (laughs) I also think, Coach, like, and Freddie – it's hard for me to imagine that the New York Jets are going to go into a regular season game without your starting quarterback who's come from another team, even though it's his offense, and not have that continuity going against the Buffalo Bills, who has a guy named Von Miller who Ooh. missed the back half of last season. It's going to be screaming off that edge mm. trying to wreck everything that the Jets have going on. They also have the Dallas Cowboys in week two and a guy named Michael Parsons. Uh-oh. So I would think you will want your starting quarterback, who in this, you know, this case is Aaron Rodgers, to be out there with the entire first unit trying to build that continuity, ironing out some kinks if you have some, so you don't have to do that when you get to the first week against the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football on September 11th and you're embarrassed on national TV. You know, I, I believe that, and here's what I also believe. I, I think early in the season, there's sloppiness in the NFL. Yep. This is Across why there's the certain yeah, there's certain teams like you think going to be they don't play real well and you, and you mm-hmm. can win some games early. Right. Because these guys don't play enough. They don't play together as a unit. And you have to especially especially on offense. Yep. Because you play with the ball. <laughs> on defense yeah. is one thing. I'm okay. See ball, get ball. But on offense, you play with the ball. And so this yep. is why I think early in NFL games, you see a team beat somebody because how do they win? If there's some sloppiness because they don't have enough reps. You have to have eventually game reps in real moments. And the preseason's for that. And I, look, they can say, well, you're an old school guy. No, I'm not an old school guy. I, I'm just telling you, you play football for a living. Right. You don't wear your baseball hat for three preseason games and stand over there and go, hey, man, I got this, coach. No, okay, well, I understand you got it, but let me go see it. <laughs> let me see it. Let me get it on tape so I can see it. And the, dif- the difference between offense and defense, too, coach, and you play defense, you can have, let's say, eight people do things right and three people do things wrong, and a, st- oh. a play still can be made. Right. Offensively, it takes all 11. Yes. You, you can't have 10 guys doing the right thing and one guy doing the wrong thing. Because, see, that, that one guy doing the wrong thing, you could have Garrett Wilson wide open for a go route on a touchdown. But if you have that offensive lineman missing that block and Aaron Rodgers gets sacked, now not only did you miss an explosive play, but you just missed six or seven points. And that could be the difference in a ball game. It's always five or seven plays that determine the outcome of a football game. Out of all the plays that go on, they're literally about five or seven. 
that can be one of those five or seven. You want to be on the bright side of that, not the bad side of that. No, you're right. Uh, I think there's 172 games that were played, um, and 141 of them were won by one score or less. Last year in the NFL? Last year in the NFL. Wow. How about that? Really? That's yeah. how close games are. and People don't realize that. They're Jeez. that close. Wow. And Harry just mentioned it. Wow. It's four or five plays. It, it backs up two things, by the way. Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst in studio here with Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas on ESPN Radio. Backs up two things. Number one, that the NFL is not week by week, it's second by second, based on what you just said. There ain't no doubt. Number two, the line between being up here and being down there is a lot closer than anybody wants to even think about in the NFL. I've always used to say this when they had 16 games. Six and ten and ten and six, it could be flipped in one season. Yep. That fast, yeah. you see yeah. it all the time. Yep. When six, look, fifty percent of the teams that made the playoffs last year won't make it this year. Wow, that's, that's the NFL. That is, wow, that's amazing. Real quick, thirty seconds left. If I say Chiefs Eagles, who's more likely to make it back to the Super Bowl? Who are you taking and why? Oh boy. <laughs> All right, 45 seconds. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, the Eagles, they were the healthiest team last year. Yes, they were. They lost some players, but they retooled. Um, tough division. Patrick Mahomes is special. He's just special, man. I don't. Can the Chiefs do it again? I don't. There's a. This is. This is a crazy world when you look at the AFC and you look at the NFC, but the AFC, you look at those teams over there, there's a really a lot of good quarterbacks. I mean, this whole league is starting to be like, man, every team's got a pretty good quarterback Absolutely. all of a sudden, right? Absolutely. But Mahomes is just different, man. He's just different. And until somebody dethrones him, I ain't counting them out. Yeah, yeah They're want, chasing history, you know speak that. Speak on it. Yeah, They're, they're yeah. chasing the New England Patriots. <laughs> yes. And, they're, 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 they're mm-hmm. not playing – there's there's 32 teams, they've kind of separated themselves. Okay. There's 31 teams and then the Chiefs. They are chasing Captain America, Tom Brady, right, and the New England Patriots. They're chasing that. Okay, and, and Patrick Mahomes seems pretty motivated. Oh boy, to not chase the cat. Watch him in the preseason. Yeah. Did you watch him in the preseason? Oh, I saw him against the Arizona Cardinals. Did you see him? I saw him right before they went out there. He treated that like a regular season game. He was upset the first drive. I, I said people need to look at that. Here is the star of the league in a preseason game. They don't score on the first drive. He comes off the field. He's mad. And I said, this guy ain't leaving that field till they score. It mm-hmm. took him th- three three possessions, yeah. and he finally scored, and then he was out of the game. Yeah. That's a football guy. Yeah. I know he said we we're going to let you go. You got anything else to do? I got nothing else to do. All right. Herman was going to stick around. Why not? He doesn't have anything else to do, and we're going to keep him here in studio because we're going to ask about another quarterback mm. when it comes to confidence level and Russell Wilson Ooh. in Denver. If you thought he had a tough time answering that question about the Chiefs and the Eagles, wait until you hear that answer when it comes to that. Harry Gluss, Freddie Coleman, Herman Evans together. Thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPNU. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is ESPN Radio. Well, last year in Denver, they thought it was going to be a good day and a good year. Russell Wilson is their quarterback. And... Coach Bonner getting fired. He's now back to being an offensive coordinator inside the New York Jets because of Nathaniel Hackett. And now Sean Payton is the new sheriff in town with Harry Edwards. I'm Harry Douglas, excuse me. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80 and ESPNU. Gracious of Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL answer. Stick by with us in the studio. He's been here for the past 30 minutes. We're going to keep him another 10 to 12 minutes. Give or take a liar, too. I go with Russell Wilson <laughs> yes. being the quarterback in Denver. We mentioned a new sheriff in town, Herm, when it comes to Sean Payton. What do you think this is going to look like? Because Sean Payton has shown he does not suffer fools gladly. Uh, no, and I think if you watch Sean Payton when he first took over this organization, what did he go do? He, he went out and got in two offensive linemen. Okay, so that's kind of telling you. What does that mean? Everybody said, well, they're going to protect the quarterback. Not only protect the quarterback, he's going to run the football. And, you know, this is going to be the traditional West Coast offense. Uh, it's going to be quick passing, get the ball out of your hand, um, he's gonna he's gonna play the Russell Wilson suit. Now Russell Wilson was a long ball thrower. Absolutely, uh, when he's with Seattle. Yep. Okay. Not not saying he won't take shots. He will. But he's gonna first of all he's gonna protect him. Russell Wilson. I'm gonna be protected now with this offense. They got a fullback. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So this is the traditional West Coast offense. Right. A lot of quick strikes and every once in a while almost you know take you down the rail and we'll send one down the field. And so. I just think Russell Wilson, he'll move the pocket, some boots, get him on the edges a little bit, give him one side to throw the football to. He's always going to have an outlet in the running backs. Running backs catch a lot of passes in this offense. But I think it's going to be vastly improved. Because you think about this team last year, they had a top five defense. They really did. And by week eight, because of the turnovers and they couldn't score points, this defense got worse. It, It was tired. It was tired. You know, this offense will go on eight to ten play drives. What does that do? It rests your defense. It takes time off the clock. You know, it's not quick scoring. It's methodical. It's the San Francisco 49ers offense when you watch it. It's right. kind of methodical. Six-minute drives, eight-minute drives. So you keep your defense off the field. You don't allow the opponent to have a lot of possessions. But you keep the ball. I mean, I can remember playing against the 49ers mm-hmm. when, when Joe Legend was there, right? Montana. <laughs> and it was like, man, all you got to do is cover Jerry Rice on a slant, right? And he said, well, okay, the slant, no, the slant, and go, oh, there's a post. There's a, it's just, it's, it, 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 the, the formations, the, the movement of it all, it got you, all this eye candy, right? Right. And it's just hard to defend because it's coming at you so many different ways. So I think Russell Wilson's in a good place. He has a chance to resurrect his career. And if this offense can get going, they'll be very competitive in this division. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing for me, um, the offense, right? Playing against Sean Payton a ton of years when I was in Atlanta and he was in New Orleans, one of the things that they're going to use is multiple personnel groupings. Uh, they're going to shift guys in and out. They're going to motion. They're going to shift. They're going to try to force the defense to make calls on the fly. I also do know, like, this past game, it's all about rhythm and timing, getting the ball out quickly, not sitting there holding on to it. And when you look at Russell Wilson and what he's done in his career and what Sean Payton is asking him to do, it's like oil and water. But the thing is, for me, you know, how quickly can Russell Wilson get comfortable within this offense? And I'll be honest with you guys, and I I hardly ever say this when I'm talking about any sports period because I always have something to say. Right now, currently, I don't know what this offense is going to be able to be um, because it's so predicated off of Russell Wilson and him being comfortable in doing what Sean Payton is asking him to do. But if he's able to get comfortable within this offense, and Coach, you touched on it a, a, a bit, 
One of the things I do know about Sean Payton, he's not going to just sit there and drop back 35, 40 times a game and throw the football. He's going to be balanced offensively, and he's going to use multiple running backs in doing so. And it was smart by him. The offensive line was a deficiency last year to go out and get two guys to try to add to it. Now, do they probably need some more? Yes, but you can't get all your presents you want, you know, uh, uh, this year for Christmas. Maybe you can get some next year. All right, you got to save up and figure out what you can do in those regards. But I, I, I don't know um, because I think it's so predicated off Russ doing something that he's not accustomed to doing. I'm not going to sit up here and say he can't do it. It's just that right now I, I feel like personally I have to see it first to believe it because I do know what this offense demands. And there were times and times again, Coach, you probably know this about Drew Brees. I'm oh. watching this guy in pregame warm-ups. And nothing is being done in a lazy way from quarterback center exchange to play faking, handing the ball off to the running backs and still going through progressions. Now, I watched it in pregame and then I watched him do it during a football game, go through three, read one, two and three and go back to one to throw a touchdown down the sidelines. That's how precise Drew Brees was. Um, and I know that's some of the things, and I'm not going to, I don't want Russ to sit up here and try to be who Drew Brees uh, was as a player, but there's a lot of things that you can learn from the relationship that Drew Brees and Sean Payton had. And I think it's a relationship that is greatly needed between Russell Wilson and Sean Payton, where those two guys are speaking the same language. No, you make a great point, and accuracy is very important. And the, the other point you made is. There is a lot of eye candy for the defense. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of movement, and, and that's bothersome to a defense. Shifts and motions. That, that, it's like, okay, wait a minute now. They're not, they're not stagnant. They're never, they're never stagnant. And run basically a lot of the same plays over and over but with different, different personnel groups. They create another formation. Here comes the play again. Right. I mean, everybody in the history goes, you know what? Jerry Rice is going to run a slant. Everybody said it. <laughs> and no one's covered it yet. He still catches slants. <laughs> and Jerry Rice, a Hall of Famer, and everything else. And I remember playing him. I said, Jerry, when you gonna run the slant, man? I'm waiting on the slant, right? <laughs> and it's just, it was just like unbelievable. It's like he always runs, and you see it. And you go, can somebody stop the slant? No, you can't stop it because of the formations they create and the stress you put on the defense. Look, here's one for you. I got. Remember when the when the Patriots beat the Falcons in the Super Bowl? Yeah. They came back yeah. from 28-3. Yeah. I want y'all to go back, people, go back and watch that game and watch how many of the same plays yep. that New England ran, yep. they just ran it out of different formations. You'll be it. surprised. No, no, you're exactly right. I mean, look, and I remember, guys, Joe Montana actually came to Kansas City. Okay, yep. Right, when I was in. So I played against Joe as a player, and then all of a sudden I'm coaching in Kansas City, and he comes as, as a quarterback, right? We get him and, and, and Mark Allen. And um, I can remember him in practice how methodical and accurate he was as a quarterback, man. And it was just, like, unbelievable. And we ran the West Coast offense. We ran his offense. And all of a sudden, the receivers got better because it was Joe Montana throwing him the ball. And he just threw it right in rhythm. And everything was like, Mm -hmm. I said, we didn't get any new players. We just got a new quarterback. (laughs) All of a sudden, these guys got better. I said, how did that happen? Because half the time, the receivers were scared to death. I ain't dropping Joe Montana's ball in practice. He'll never throw it to me again. It's like unbelievable, man. Well, 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 how much did that get up to Jess with Aaron Rodgers? Same way. Same way. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of a sudden, when you bring that guy in, people go, "Uh uh-oh. Better not drop his pass. And they're right. He ain't going to throw it to you again. Mm-hmm. He won't throw you the ball. That's why he went and got Lazard and Cobb. He's got two guys he can trust. He knows right now, right. If, if I'm in stress, 
These two guys know what to do. I'll get the ball out of my hand, I'll throw it to him. That's the beauty of all this. Along with, guess what? He got a play caller that knows exactly how he wants to play the game. Mm-hmm. And Nathaniel yep. Hackett. We can wow. say what we want about what happened in Denver. But him and Aaron Rodgers together in Green Bay, they were pretty good. Aaron Rodgers wanted him as this coordinator. Yep. Because I got a guy now that knows me. He knows. And when the situation arises in the game, there'll be no panic. He knows what to call. He knows what I want. He wow. knows the personnel groups I want to see. Perfect fit for him. Wow. Hey, Herm, we could talk to you all day about football, man. Believe me. Always a pleasure, brother. My you take pleasure. Care. Oh, wait, it's, every Monday is going to be good. Herm Edwards is going to be in studio talking NFL, getting everybody right. Like we mentioned, 17 days away from the NFL season. Get him started. Hit him on Twitter. Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us in studio here. I'm Freddie Coleman. He's Harry Douglas on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80 and ESPNU. And because he's Purdy, Brock oh. Purdy in San Francisco, He's made us tell us everything about the 49ers even more than you wanted to know. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This is ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. Hit him on Twitter, HDouglas83. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, together part of ESPN Radio this morning. Also on the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. And don't forget about us on ESPNU. Hit us up anytime you want at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It wasn't that long ago. Harry Douglas and the San Francisco 49ers took Trey Lance over Mac Jones, over other dudes out there. They trade up again with a third pick in the draft, and they took him. And now he may be a trading chip because of a guy named Purdy, Brock Purdy, being QB1 in San Francisco. Maybe the biggest thing to me about this is not that the 49ers made a mistake, because you know this. 
you can hit on players and miss on players in the draft. But if you are going to move on from this guy, you got Sam Darnold in camp. More than likely, I don't know if the 49ers are going to keep three quarterbacks, but what kind of trade value does Trey Lance actually have for the San Francisco 49ers? Ooh, that, that's, that's a tough one because uh, they gave up so much to move up third overall to take him. And let me say this, though, too, Freddie. Like, mm-hmm. normally when things like this happen, you see front office executives get fired because of it. True. But I think the simple fact that they have been able to hit on a lot of other players rounds three through seven, it has covered up for them not hitting on Trey Lance. That's fair. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that, that, that a lot of people don't realize. They have multiple starters where, from Hufunga, um, Lenore, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, George Kittle, all these guys are taking Jawan Jennings, are taking in late rounds, and they have been able to develop these players. So you, you kind of give them some leeway um, when they miss on a guy like Trey Lance. Now, what they also have figured out is that with the last pick in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant, they hit on another one in Brock Purdy. Absolutely. <laughs> right? Absolutely. And, and I just think when you look at Brock Purdy versus Trey Lance within this offense – Brock Purdy is, number one, more comfortable. He understands the confines of the offense and what exactly Kyle Shanahan wants to get done, and that's get the ball out quickly. When you have your chances to make plays and throw the ball down the field, you got to hit on them. Also, I think when you look at Brock Purdy, I say they believe in him, and a lot of people may question, who is they? Well, from the general manager, from the head coach, to the coaching staff, to the players, and we've heard Trent Williams on num- numerous of occasions talk about, you know, how demanding Brock Purdy is, and you would think he's already a veteran. Well, that carries weight. That means something. When they go into a huddle with a young guy and he already demands that presence, Yeah, uh, went 7-1 and one as a starter last year, including the playoffs. Now, when I watched Trey Lance, um, it was a bit better the other, the other night, but still, there were he had one interception on a screenplay in which I, I, I honestly don't understand – how he just didn't throw that football away or eat it or throw it in the dirt. But there were also two other plays that should have got, got interception. There's a concept that we call Hank, right? It's a curl concept. Three-man side, you have someone that's going to go over the ball. Okay. You're going to have an inside guy in bunch who's going to go to the flat, and then you're going to have a curl route by usually the point man. So I thought he should have went either to the flat because the flat had the coverage out leveraged, or I thought he should have went to the curl. Well, he tried to go over the middle of the football field with a backside linebacker sitting there waiting on it. Mm-hmm. And he just dropped the football. There was another time when he was scrambling to the left and trying to throw it away and literally threw it right into the defender's hands, and the defender dropped it. So if defensive players knew how to catch, <laughs> it, would have had, it would have been three interceptions for Trey Lance. But you also see the good, right? And I think when they get into these two-minute situations or you got to hustle up and go down to score – um, in a quick fashion, that's when Trey Lance is able to not think so much and just go out there and play. So you've mm-hmm. seen that great from Trey Lance going down and leading his team to a touchdown and then, you know, making these instant plays in two-minute offense to drive him down to kick the game-winning field goal. So I think that's something that Kyle Shanahan should also take into consideration. Hey, when this young player has to think too much, and it's not because he's not intelligent, because he's very intelligent. Sure, It's just sometimes things get different from people when they get on the football field. But if I see as a coach that he's thriving more so when he doesn't have to think entirely too much and can just go out there and play, yeah. um, try to put him in those situations a little bit more. Harry Douglas, Freddie coming together this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80 and ESPNU. Two things about what you just said. 
one, the one advantage that Brock Purdy has with Trey Lance is that he's played more football. Yep. He played more football in college at Iowa State. Trey Lance played one game because of COVID-19 and North Dakota State only played one game that year, and then he goes to the NFL. They, tra- they trade the game with the third pick in the draft. He has not played enough football to deal with the kind of situations that you talked about in preseason football, being the third pick in the draft and all that pressure on him. So that's number one. Brock Purdy has played more football, more effective football lately than Trey Lance. But also here's something else. Whatever trade value he has, there are not going to be a lot of suitors for him for the 49ers' liking. You look at just about any team in the National Football League, and not one of them has a quote-unquote quarterback quandary or quarterback issue. They're quarterback battles. For example, in Tampa Bay, when you got Baker Mayfield against Kyle Trapp, but Baker Mayfield is winning that job. But you look at every other quarterback position in the National Football League, Harry, with any team, there's not a lot of, okay, we may need a Trey Lance as a future. You can talk about that maybe with the Las Vegas Raiders, but that's why they signed Jimmy Garoppolo. So they're not mm-hmm. doing that. They're not going to bring Trey Lance to compete with him as a starting quarterback. The Pages are not going to bring somebody in with Mac Jones. They already got Bailey Zappi for that to take care of that problem. Whatever trade value he has is completely, completely diminished because just about every team does not have a hole at the quarterback position, either as a backup or as a starter, that Trey Lance can fill that hole and make that work for that team. And I'll throw two more things into the equation, Freddie. You talk about 2024, the quarterback class coming out for that draft. That's a good one. It's going to be a damn good one. It really is. And then the second thing I will mention, when you see Trey Lance struggle in a Kyle Shanahan offense, so I should say Mike Shanahan because that's his father. That's what it is. But in the Shanahan period type offense – you look at what has become the norm in the National Football League now with coaches getting new jobs. What offensive system is, is ran most by these teams nowadays? Oh, the zone. Shanahan the, offense, yeah, right? Shanahan offense, so zone blocking, you're one of boots, those, if, yeah. If you're one of those teams, are you going to be jumping to bat to go get a guy that you're seeing struggling already in that type of offense? No. Why I, would I don't you? think so. Why would so those, you? So those are my two things, right? The wow. quarterback class that's coming out in 2024. Yeah. But also how many teams are running this offensive system. And it's a lot more than people probably think that runs this system in the National Football League. The 49ers told me all I needed to know about Brock Purdy and how they felt about him. That when Jimmy Garoppolo got injured in that game against the Miami Dolphins, they let Brock Purdy throw the ball 30 times. Oh, I'm glad you said it. Oh, Freddie, I'm glad you brought it up. Because <laughs> one of the things that I've noticed from Kyle Shanahan when it comes to Brock Purdy is that he doesn't put handcuffs on Brock Purdy nope. like I've seen him do Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. And he did it to Jimmy Garoppolo in the NFC Championship game when yep. they were down against the Rams and had to come back and win. Exactly. So yep. think about that. I have not seen that. And I bring up this 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 situation. They were playing this, uh, the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. And it was a tie ball game. I and remember. they were backed up into their own end zone. I remember. And Brock Purdy made that phenomenal throw. And George Kittle made that phenomenal catch. Yep. In the middle of the football field. And they were backed up and they went down and scored a touchdown. He would have never done that with Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. Nope. He would have never done that. Nope. He would have been conservative as a play caller. But not with Brock Purdy because that's how much he trusts him as the quarterback of this team. Because they thought he was crazy to let Brock Purdy throw the ball around the park that much versus Miami. And then they looked at the numbers and said, well, maybe he wasn't crazy after all. And Harry, to your point... He a lot in that offense. They're going to be run first and everything like that. They want to be a pounded, pounded, pounded team. But I saw so many intermediate throws that he allowed Brock Purdy to try more than he ever let Jimmy Garoppolo try as quarterback of the San Francisco Forty Niners. No, I I agree with you. I just think you know 
the supporting cast too, right? When you look at the supporting cast, they got some dudes on top of <laughs> what Brock Purdy brings, and then on top of having Kyle Shanahan. Um, I, I think it's a it's a it's a marriage made for the 49ers with no, Brock Purdy at the quarterback position. No doubt about that, but they still got a ways to go to maybe get to the Eagles, who are trying to make it back to back to the Super Bowl. What if the Eagles don't make it back? What were we used to describe that? That's next. This is ESPN Radio. More next.